Welcome to Get Up in the Cool, old-time music with Cameron DeWitt and friends. This week's friends are Grace Van Hoff and Connor Steven Belitstra of Center Friends. We recorded this in September at IBMA in Raleigh, North Carolina. Before we get started, I just want to give a quick reminder that Get Up in the Cool has merch, because we have some gift-giving holidays coming up. Just follow the link in the show notes and get some cool stuff and rep your favorite old-time music podcast. Stick around afterwards, and I'll tell you how to keep up with Sinner Friends. But first, here's our interview and jam. Enjoy. Thank you. Yeah. So I had you on the show, Grace. Um, yeah. When, I don't know, last fall, I think. Yeah. Via Skype. Total pandemic time. Yeah. And I have an open invitation to all of my pandemic Skype interviews. It's, this is still a pandemic interview, technically. We're at IBMA, all masked. Um, but uh, I have an open invitation to everyone who was on the show then to come do it again uh, in person when it was safe enough to do it. And y'all volunteered, and thank you so much. Hey, thank you for having us. Yeah. It's nice to, it's nice to get to play tunes in person. Yeah. I'm thrilled to be an honorary sinner friend. I try to be a lowercase <laughs> sinner friend in general as often as possible. So for people who maybe didn't miss that, can you explain? 
explain like what it is, what is it that YouTube do? Yeah, sure. Um, so Connor and I met when we were both living in Johnson City, and we very, very quickly realized that not only were we fans of um, old country music and specifically the music of Jimmy Rogers and the Leuven Brothers, but we both really, really loved. Um, both having grown up in the church and in like a gospel music tradition, some wacky gospel music. Yeah. So uh, we started working some stuff up and had a really, really good time. Decided to, you know, take this sort of thing to the next level. And we named the band after this sort of soliloquy or what I like to call a testimonial solo in the uh, Leuven Brothers tune, Satan is Real. Yeah. Where the, where the old man addresses the congregation as sinner friends. <laughs> Oh, yeah. yeah, he does do that. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> Very good. And so we talked a bunch about religion and music and country stuff uh, in our interview, but we didn't end up getting that actually religious in the material, and we're going to do a lot more of that today. So I, I wanted to ask you, Connor, what... Well, first of all, are you are you still, like, affiliated? No, I'm, I'm, <clears throat> I'm not religious. Not religious. Uh, but I, I don't know. I still just really like a lot of gospel music. And yeah. I, that comprises a lot of what I do. Especially, like, I feel find myself singing a lot of songs like that. Um, like, I love, like, the Monroe Brothers, too, and the Blue yeah. Sky Boys. Um, and they do a ton of religious songs. So, often when, you know, when people, like, leave the church or the religious community that they grew up in yeah. or disassociate from it, they'll, like, want to also just take space from all of the peripheral things, like the music, and you know, as opposed to not just going to church. Yeah. But then sometimes people leave and then they, like, lean into it more. And I, I'm curious, like, is it just the quality of the, the music that speaks to you or is there something about the, like spiritual imagination of gospel songs that is specifically like intriguing to you even after you've left yeah sometimes I sit back and I I guess I take a step back I think about how I, I probably wouldn't really like gospel music all that much if I like hadn't had that experience and if I didn't come from a Christian family because I, I mean I don't know I, Sometimes I kind of realize how ridiculous some of the stuff that I like so much is. Yeah. Um, but it's still really good. I don't know. It kind of reminds... It's almost... It's easier nowadays to go to... If I have to go to church with anybody, and uh, I know neither of my parents will hear this, so it's okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they, they truly... They're not into that sort of thing. But they, like, if I have to go to church with them or grandma or whoever, I don't know. It's easier to go to church now than it ever was before. Like... Yeah. So see, I don't know. They, it's nothing. Uh, it's nothing heavy about it. I guess that's why it's easy. I, I never liked gospel music as much when I was a Christian as much as I do now. Yeah. It's like I don't know. It's easier. <laughs> is it? I mean, is it easier because you know what it means to you now? Now that you've sort of drawn your lines and yeah. boundaries, and it's not as like heavy, I guess. Anymore. Yeah. Like. Uh, I don't know. It also reminds me of just where I come from and who I am. It's nice. I feel grounded in it. Yeah. Uh, sometimes I've I've wondered if maybe maybe in some ways, especially for like white Americans, that uh, 
might be feeling like they're lacking in ethnic identity or purpose or community, if sometimes uh, it's tricky because like sometimes church can be like the closest thing to that, to like almost like an ethnic identity that a lot of like white folks have. And uh, I think that that makes it like hard to hard to fully leave for some people and then and then maybe kind of some cognitive dissonance for people who want to leave but still like enjoy that stuff yeah mm-hmm. I try to uh, I, one reason I also really like gospel music is because of uh, uh, the Signal Mountain Opry which just started back up but I used to go there a lot as like a younger person and like all throughout high school I'll go there it's just a small town Opry and I'm from nearby Chattanooga yeah and um the Signal Mountain Opry on top of Signal Mountain, which I lived at the base of my whole life, um, was great. And everyone just sang gospel music so much more uh, forcefully and powerfully than they ever did in the Presbyterian church. Yeah. Uh, it's always just felt awkward, I, I guess, in church, too. <laughs> but out, just out and about, people on, these old people on Friday night would, uh, would sing so well. I don't know. They just had passion to it that I liked. I remember them too lots of times. I don't know. I remember them when I tried to sing some of those. Because that was the first time I I feel like it was only really there that I learned to like it very much. Yeah. Yeah. The Presbyterian expression of some of this stuff wasn't necessarily as just they did uh, I don't know we still it's not like modern like southern baptists or anything that read from like a teleprompter but like it's Uh like (laughs) we're still on hymnals and stuff sure that is a diss against southern baptists (laughs) but But it sounds like maybe it wasn't as much of like a a physical experience listening to music yeah it's just you kind of had to do it yeah it was good to like learn how to read music and stuff and take piano lessons in church because yeah. I, mm-hmm. I was like taught like I wouldn't be able to do it anymore but like church piano stuff and like how to read music and all that sort of thing same yeah I think a lot of kids who grow up in the church learn get their musical education at least the beginning of it yeah in church even if it's just like reading the the line from the hymnal like seeing the shape of it totally um, I got, I learned a ton of stuff going to church, and uh, there I feel like the the interest. I don't know how this fits into like Midwestern or Southern, you know, church culture. But in the church that I went to, there was a lot of like dichotomies of like leading worship or performance, and even though that stuff is really fraught, I feel like something about that helped me in my performance like thinking like oh I'm like if I'm performing I'm uh, outside of the context of church which I always do now (laughs) Um, then I'm like helping people do something you know and like I feel like that kind of it's one of the main things I got from church that maybe no one else told me yeah 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 you can definitely it's still it's, you're still like leading a group of people yeah. and helping them feel a thing yeah. if they're willing to feel it. That's a good point. That's another reason why it can be so much fun to do gospel music. If you're in front of a bunch of people that that really like they take it seriously and that's their thing, like 
I don't know, that's a great way to have, like, this sounds so manipulative, but it's like, you have the audience in the palm of your hand. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's it's not that you're trying to, like, deceive them or whatever. It's just you want to give, like, the best possible show, you It's know? just a connection and a common ground. Just, I don't think it's manipulative. No, it's, I just yeah. said it, it sounded. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I guess what I mean is I, I don't want it to sound that way. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's, it's just, like, you're connecting with them on a level, and it's like, that you might not be able to with other artists and yeah. so it's like it helps to give a good show so, yeah will you tell me about this first song the one that we just played yes oh I'm gonna let Connor talk about that he's the one that this is one yeah I cannot remember at the moment it's been forever who performed it I got it from the an album a collection came out a few years ago that was all songs that Arthur Q. Smith had written okay Oxwell. And um, Arthur Q. Smith wrote a ton of popular country songs. He just didn't get credited because he would he'd kind of sell them to other people fairly cheap all the time. But he wrote, like, If Teardrops Were Pennies. Oh, wow. um, I Traded an Orchid for a Rose or something. And, like, stuff like that. He wrote a bunch. But he wrote this one, and I... I, it just—it's really good. It's on there. I can't remember who the artist is, but it's—it's—it's it's, it's a very seldom heard song. Yeah, what, what's the title? Memories that bless and burn. Bless oh. and burn. Wow. The full title is "I Live with Memories That Bless and Burn." Yeah. But we had to shorten it for the set list down here. It's powerful. Yeah. <laughs> wow. It's—it's uh, it's a lot. What? What should we play next? Or YouTube play next? What, what do you want to do? Um, maybe we should maybe we should do one of the sillier gospel ones. Yes. Should we go down the line? Yeah, sure. That sounds good. We have a, a piece of merchandise that's named after this next song. Yeah. It's called Broad Minded. And uh, there's a lyric in it that you'll catch it. It talks about, you know, these broad minded mothers. <laughs> You need to stray away from that. Yeah. Amazing. Okay. You need to be less open-minded. This is one of those Leuven Brothers songs that's, um, it's called That Word Broad-Minded is spelled S-I-N. And it's a little over the top as far as gospel songs go, but we always love it. It's about shortening your horizons. (laughs) Yes. I can't wait. I could just nailed it. Can't wait to be set straight. Ready? Yeah. Part I never knew That word broad-minded Is spelled S-I-N Some people like to gamble Now and then for pleasure Drink a little whiskey Just to please a friend They say it's really nothing You've got to be broad-minded That word in my Bible Is spelled S-I-N That word broad-minded Is spelled S-I-N
dancing with a friend But then on Sunday morning she'll say she loves her Savior She should be begging God to forgive her of her sins That word brought Monday to spell this time I read in my Bible, they share morning and Oh Jesus will answer the part I never knew That word brought Monday to spell this spiritual mind is life and peace, but to be of the carnal mind is death, for the carnal mind is enmity against the law of God, for it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can it be. You will find that your word broad-minded means sin, if you'll read. That word broad-minded is filled as I read in my Bible, they share not in her for Jesus will answer the part I never knew. That word brought my name is spelled as I That word brought my name is spelled as I am. Oh my God. <laughs> I like it. That, that is hilarious. Yeah, so I guess there are some biblical receipts in there. There's the line, um, Jesus will answer, depart, I never knew you. But I think it's, I would argue as someone who's who's read the Bible and studied it, that that might be a misinterpretation. But yeah. it's it's one person's interpretation, and he he took it and wrote that that song. Yeah. Him being Ira Lubin. And so I think that's, it's a solid song. It's catchy. And, yeah. Um, it sticks with you. It's just funny, like, I don't know. I feel like broad-minded would be, like, one of the main words to describe the character of Jesus in the yeah. Bible. Oh, it's yeah. like, yeah. It's kind of weird. It's just, like, stop being open-minded. Yeah, it's <laughs> like, like, yeah. Like, don't, don't fool with, like, people who, like, are out drinking or anything. <laughs> yeah. It's like, don't be so open-minded that your brains fall out, is what I've heard, yeah. what I used to hear in church, but... Well, thank you. It's very convicting. Um, you're, you're welcome. Yeah. I got a lot to think about. <laughs> well, what, what do you want to play next? Um, it's kind of a weird one. Yeah, not a gospel one. I mean, it is, I guess it's religious if you're... If we were like if an you're a pagan Greek. Yeah, yeah. it's like, they would be religious. Well, where's this from? Ernest Rogers. Okay. Yeah, a man named Ernest Rogers recorded this in 1927. I can't remember on what label, but it's a pretty it's a pretty creepy one. But um, it's yeah, it's, we're gonna take you on a time machine now, back in time, 10,000 years, as Ernest says, where people still had the blues, but they had the mythological blues. Okay. It's a different kind of blues. You got your finger picks on? Connor's gonna get suited up here. Yeah. All right. Just jump back 10,000 years and it beats anything The modern man hears Think the sights of the modern day Ought to carry all the latest news But believe me boy 
They had a time when they played the mythological blues Hercules pulling all the cavemen stuff Treating all the women powerful rough And when it came to speed That Mercury boy was way out the lead Cyclops with the one big eye He vamped all the women till they thought they'd die so Jupiter spot him He's seen sweet Venus Dancing black bottom Oh, take me back Ten thousand years When they played the mythological blues They say the ladies' fashions then Please the most exacting men Oh, they were snappy Then as now There wasn't much of them And how So Argus was a lucky bird As the folks today surmise Just think of what he must have seen Looking through a hundred eyes Hercules pulling all the caveman stuff Treating all the women powerful rough And when it came to speed That Mercury boy was way out in the lead Cyclops with that one big eye He vamped all the women till they thought they'd die And for sports just Give me Hector, he gave fair Helen wine and nectar, N-E-C-T-A-R, nectar. Oh, take me back 10,000 years when they played the mythological blues, played the mythological blues. Uh, that's hilarious. <laughs> I love that, uh... Hercules pulling all the caveman stuff. Yeah, pulling all that caveman stuff. That's just, it's just pulling all that caveman stuff. It feels like such a modern <laughs> way of saying that. When I heard this song, I'm like, this has got to be written by some like folky in the 60s who, yeah. who has like a uh, liberal arts degree. But no. Yeah. Totally. 20s. That's so weird yeah. and hilarious. And it's delightful. oddly like um, self-aware and feminist in a in a yeah. whole way. Yeah, treating all the women awful rough. Powerful rough. Yeah, pulling all the cables. <laughs> I never thought about that lyric, but. Yeah, <laughs> it is pulling all that caveman stuff. Yeah, all that caveman stuff. It's hard to say. It's like it's on on the surface. It's like nostalgic, <laughs> but it's also like damning. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Nostalgic for ancient Greece. Yeah. What What is this you're playing? Oh yeah, this is my um, this is my new axe. I guess technically we can call it a baritone uke, but it's really a uke in tuning only. It's an arch top. Um, steel string yeah. baritone uke. Never seen anything like it before. Thanks. I don't know if anything else like it exists, actually. I got a maker um, out of Iowa named Stephen Hind who's makes really, really great archtop and flattop guitars and mandolins um, to build this for me. And he's, yeah, he, he took the challenge and ran with it and I'm so happy. It's a, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> 
built yeah. it for you. Yeah, yeah, it's custom. It you, says, if you look inside, it says baritone uke number one. Oh my god, yeah. So this was your... You didn't just find this. You found it in, in your mind. This is my fever, <laughs> my fever dream, um, expensive experiment that I'm very, very glad turned out. Yeah, it's yeah. amazing. Because <laughs> otherwise, I'd have a very pretty piece of junk. But I'm, ha I'm really happy with it. Yeah. Well, what should we, what should we do next? I think I was going to potentially claw hammer some my way through some of these things. Yeah. Well, we were talking about gospel and we already did um, one that's objectively pretty silly. But uh, Connor and I both found the Leuven Brothers track of this and then as we were talking about it, realized that it was two of our, you know, individual dearly departed grandparents' favorite yeah. hymn. And it's a really beautiful song. Um, uh, so yeah, we like to do this in, in remembrance of them, but this is this is a song called Nearer My God to Thee. Yeah, uh, it's funny. I was just watching um, Midnight Mass. Have you heard of this? No. It's a, it's a horror show like on Netflix, and it's amazing. And a lot of it is about, like, it's all about this this uh, church community on this island and the whole soundtrack when it's not like jump scares and like creepy violins is like acapella hymn singing oh wow yeah and and this is like this happens at like one of the like at the climax is that's the soundtrack it's just oh, wow. this song it's I it's fresh in my mind with sort of a new context that's that, wild yeah <laughs> I've also heard the legend that this was the song that the band on the Titanic was playing, like the last oh, song wow. they were playing when it went down. But I don't know. If, I don't know if there's any way to know that's true. It's a nice it's story, though. It's apocrypha, if yeah. nothing else. Yeah. All right. Let me um, make sure I'm in tune. Yeah. What key do you do it in? F. Okay. Let's take a minute. This is insane. <laughs> oh, are we talking about the? Chamber grass? Yeah. <laughs> A lot of that this year.
and earnest one in there, yeah. and not just silly ones. Yeah. Yeah, it's unbeatable. It's a, it's just a that's a gorgeous song. That's it's like the prettiest thing. Yeah. It's so great. Yeah. And you know, like we can say whatever and 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 practice however, but gospel music is really powerful, and it's just you know that's part of the like sort of sublime beauty of it. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. We have time for one more before we go. Not counting the bonus track. Um, but before we do that, where do people go to buy your stuff, to hire you for things, and anything else you wanna wanna bring people's attention to? Um, cool, yeah. Uh, you can find us and connected any of our social media on um, our website, which is just sinnerfriends.com. No the just sinnerfriends.com. Um, we have Facebook, we have... Not those sinner friends. Not those sinner friends, not those sinner friends, not us sinner friends, not why sinner friends, <laughs> just sinner friend friends. Over there. Yeah, that sinner friends. Sinnerfriends.com. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, um, and all the uh, yeah, all the places. And you can, you can buy our music there, but you can stream us on Spotify, Apple Music, anywhere else. And um, But yeah buy a copy of the CD. We can send you some stickers, too. We got some cool new stickers. and uh, keep, up, keep up with us there. Send us an email if you like what we do. If you don't like what we do, then um, I don't... Do what, do what you need to do. Repent. Yeah, <laughs> repent. Figure it out. Figure out if you need to send an email, and if you do, I'll read it, and I'll feel bad, but it's Okay, fine. yeah. That, well, that's inevitable. We all get those. <laughs> yeah, we put stuff out there. We all get the emails. Yeah. Uh, well... I don't think anyone will do that. We just listen to this. This rules. <laughs> <laughs> this is great. Um, thank you so much for taking a little bit of your IBMA to yeah. hang out with me. Thanks so and much for uh, having us. Yeah. What do you want to do for this final two? Um, well, here's one that is, we argue about whether it's a gospel tune or not, because it was written by a secular writer, but I, I definitely think it is. Yeah. This one was written... Uh, by a man named Hamilton Camp in the 60s. He was a, a folk singer, songwriter, really talented songwriter, and also an actor. Um, and he was actually in a couple episodes of Star Trek Voyager. And I know, like, two people are going to be excited to hear that. I'm excited. Yeah. That's the one I grew up on. Me too. Yeah. Me too. Absolutely. It was on at 4 o'clock and at, like, 7.30 every night. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's a long history of... Star Trek guest stars who like play mm-hmm. American roots music. Yeah, so, yeah. Byron Berline. Totally, totally. Yeah, yeah he's on there. Um, this guy isn't doing anything to do with music. I think he's okay. one of those. Um, this is a, this is a rabbit hole. But I know I know who he is and what episode he's on. But it, I can't remember what kind of alien he is. Whatever. Anyway. Um, yeah, his name's Hamilton Camp. He wrote this song. Um, a few people covered it, including. Uh, Tony Rice. Including Tony Rice. And since we're at IBMA, we're going to do that. Of course, we lost Tony Rice last year, but um, he's an incredible guitar player, and he also knew how to pick a song to cover, and uh, this one is no exception. But yeah, this one's called The Pride of Man, and it's um, by Hamilton Camp. Ten times brighter than the day 
Visit Sinnerfriends website at sinnerfriends.com to buy their albums and amazing merch. Grace is an IBMA award-winning graphic designer, so you know their artwork for Sinnerfriends is fantastic. I have a few of their stickers on my water bottle, and I love them, and I hope the adhesive never wears out. And make sure to like and follow them on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter so you'll know when they perform in your town or release some new music. Please support Get Up in the Cool by sharing the show with a friend or sharing and liking the video posts on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, and help fund this podcast by signing up at patreon.com slash getupinthecool. You can order a mask, t-shirt, bag, sticker, or phone case at Get Up in the Cool's merch store. Visit pitchforkbanjo.com for my instructional Clawheimer banjo series or to schedule a lesson with me. Check out my other podcast, Think Outside the Box Set, available in all the same places as Get Up in the Cool. And again, everything I just mentioned is linked in the show notes for this episode in your podcast app. That's all for now, friends. Thanks for listening. Come back same time next week to Get Up in the Cool. <laughs>